Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and I am so very excited about today's guest, Linda Go. Linda is a Sacred Passages soul doula, visionary dreamer, and recording artist. She's an initiated shaman in the ancient Nahual lineage of Graniseras, a graduate of Conscious Dying Institute, and a continuing education provider for Yoga Alliance. In 2002, Don Lucio de Campos Elizade initiated Linda as a shaman in his lineage of Nahua Curanderas and Graniseras, devoted to healing and transition work. Recognized as a singing shaman in the Huichol tradition of Maracames, she spent 10 years pilgrimaging to sacred sites in Mexico and California, where her sound healing and dreamtime practices were integrated, deepening and sanctioning her path as an end-of-life soul doula in sacred service to humankind and the planet. Welcome, Linda. Hi. <laughs> Hi, it is such a blessing to have you with us today, Linda, and I am super, super excited to be learning from you today. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for asking me to be on your program. Absolutely. Now, Linda, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Yes, and I, I've been thinking about that question. It's, it's really has so many facets to it. So there's so many answers. And I was trying to figure out which one was the one that was really at the center of, of me. And I would say it, sacred feminine power really means connection and um, knowing what the sound of my heart voice, the spirit and soul, what it sounds like, and knowing that that is the never ending source of my creative connection for manifesting anything I put my heart into and being in the flow with her, the divine mother. So the power that I feel is really her power. And it's, it just kind of like, comes right into me and I know that no matter what, everything's gonna turn out perfect and, and be super beautiful. So that's what it means to me. Mm. No, I love how you're connecting it straight away to creativity and, and manifesting and that kind of absolute trust in knowing that you are held and that all that you need will be provided. Right, absolutely. But that took a, huh, a long time to get that, you know, to get that, um, say, confidence and um, know the difference between the voices that I hear, you know, that try to direct me or help me or guide me because that was the tricky part and the challenge for sure. Mm. Maybe you could share a little bit more about that challenge and what you mean by the different voices that were guiding you. Well, the challenge that I faced um, started very early from the first time I can remember um, as a young child, I was always hearing voices or music um, all around me or within me. I, it was very confusing and I 
also didn't have any support as far as you know parental support or any teachers or even peers at that time you know and just imagine i'm young i'm like four and five years old so mm. on top of it too a lot of the um languaging that i heard inside me wasn't english so that was also really um intoxicating for me as a young person because i could imitate those sounds in and um just sing or speak whatever was what was flowing through me, but it was definitely not acceptable <laughs> in my family. I think they thought I was like going like a little crazy or something. Mm -hmm. But um, but like for instance, how my parents handled that would be to they put me in a choir at a very early age where I sang in Polish and Latin, and singing in other languages really helped me to to kind of feel that this was okay, what I was hearing, the other languages that no one else could understand. I just thought it was just another language that no one had discovered yet. And, uh, and so I think from a very early age, trusting in what I was hearing was real and it wasn't some kind of dysfunction or a malfunction of my brain that was something that I hid from so many people so I wouldn't be um, ridiculed or ostracized because I really wanted to have a normal life. Mm. And I carried that for a really long time. But, um, you know, at some point when I was in my, um, say, teenage years, the I, I was receiving within so much music with English lyrics or even just music in general. And I would just make up lyrics to go with it. So I started writing music at around, you know, 13, 14. And um, that was a, a really beautiful way for my creative self, which I thought it was still just me to pour out and to be free because otherwise it would accumulate within me. And it was like having a noisy, you know, like a, a household growing in occupants <laughs> day by day, everybody's talking and trying to get me to listen to them. It was really quite alarming. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I can only imagine what that experience must have been like. What, what would mm. you say was the divine meaning or the hidden blessing in that challenge that, that you can recognize now? And how might it be supporting you on your life's path now? Oh, it definitely supports me now, but it, the challenge or the meaning and hidden blessing, I think you just said. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm, I'll tell you, I really don't know what the divine meaning is. I, I, that would be interesting if I knew the meaning, what God, what the goddess or God was thinking. But the blessing, I really, I understand the blessings now. I mean, truly i feel super blessed versus cursed in the beginning i used to think i was you know being driven insane but um as i began to um seek out or not only seek out i didn't even actually i didn't even seek them out it seemed like magically these teachers or paths would open up through other people for me and like, for instance, Don Lucio de Campos, when I just went down to Mexico to support somebody else, someone asked me to go on vacation because they wanted to have an interview with this 
this very um, amazing, very old and amazing shaman. And so there I was standing, you know, in the courtyard while these throngs of people were trying to, waiting for interviews through a translator with this shaman. And suddenly the crowd parts and this person comes through and says, Don Lucio would like to talk to you. And I'm like, what? I'm, I'm here for, oh no, not me. I'm here to uh, just, just be here as a visitor. I'm just here to support my friend. And they're like, well, he, he really wants to talk to you. And so, you know, things like that, where then next thing I know, he's telling me what he hears all around me, the music and, and that my path has been decided. <laughs> so those kind of things are like, if I hadn't already connected and realized there was something inside me that I heard all the time, I had no idea anyone else could hear it. And that was the magical part of being in this world, that, that this world is just filled with magic, magical moments, possibilities, potential, but the, but, the, but the challenge is to be ready for that, to stay in the flow and to allow that magic to, to you know, pull you along in its wake because otherwise, you know, part of me was saying, no, 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 I'm busy, I've got a job, I can't go to Mexico twice a year can't go on pilgrimage, you know, I had all these excuses already building up, you know, to keep me from this path. But as we know, that did not occur. I ended up, you know, ended up meeting, meeting this um, beautiful path in as graceful as I possibly could have. Wow, that is amazing. Would you mind sharing us a little bit about the work that you did with Don Lucio de Campos Elizade uh, on your on your path. Mm, well, he um, I got to sit in his um, consulting room where he did healings, and that's how I learned how to do limpias and um, how to approach the elementals too. That so we worked with nature elementals like wind and rain and lightning and sun moon all the different elements and planets and stars and sky and the great mother of course and she was this is when i realized that he didn't petition um, a masculine you know uh say presence but but feminine because she was the giver of all life and the creatrix of everything. Mm. And I had never heard anything like that from anyone up until that point, except for say, oh, you know, more, um, uh, let's say radical feminist spiritual people might just say goddess and she for God. So to hear this old, you know, this old guy in Mexico, this old shaman addressing, you know, the her with the capital H, I just, it just made me realize this was true, you know, and um, anyway, so yes, so limpias, which are amazing magical ways of cleansing the energetic field while pulling, you know, um, impurities out of the physical body. 
and that was very cool. We um, learned how to do it with live, live eggs. And uh, there's all kinds of herbal brushings and temescals, the um, kind of almost like, a, I don't know if you know what a temescal is, but it's like an anipi or a sweat lodge mm -hmm. um, that's made out of, it looks like a brick beehive or a clay beehive and everybody goes inside and you sweat and pray and this herbal bath is steamed around you. And it's really, that's another incredible um, uh, experiences that I'd have in there. And, uh, and then basically just learning how to talk to, to the great mother. He did lots of, we did so much prayer work and so much, you know, just connection on our own in nature with the elements. And that's exactly that's exactly what I've been connecting with all my life as a child on up. You know, nature is really what speaks to me and what I feel this world is about and is available for us if we realize that we are living on a living organism, you know, uh, her body basically, planet Earth, you know, and that she's listening all the time and there for us to, to talk to and to be grateful for. Mm, that is so beautiful. And I'm, I'm resonating very, very strongly with everything that you're saying. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Uh, I was wondering, how does this journey, how does this path then lead towards you working as an end of life soul doula? How does that happen? Mm, yes, well, of course, many paths, many lives. So um, I was also on the Weechel, uh, I was in a Weechel apprentice and that's a different, a different shamanic path. That was the shaman path of the, um, that they, they had, had designated me as a singing shaman because I could hear the sounds and songs of the sacred sites. So I used to go to a lot of them to sit and listen and bring through her the great mother's songs for these certain sites but the two um the three sites that were my main sites um were all about my work as a death doula because i um am a dream transitioner I, since i was young um souls i but those voices so back going back now backtracking back to when i said i could hear music and voices the voices when I was small were, it was like the room was always crowded with spirits talking to me and asking me for help. But that was just freaky for me as a kid. And I used to hide under the covers and, and stuff my blankets in my ears. <laughs> my mom used to tell me I was such a strange, I, I always had dark circles under my eyes some nights from not getting any sleep because yeah. everyone was clamoring for help. But um, so this was something that this Weechel shaman also, this other Weechel shaman knew about me and, and helped me to help to find a way for me to connect with um, that particular path because it was already, as they say, it was already destined as a small child. It's like I came through with the ability. So, um, it's, this is a pretty amazing initiation too for me. The, the one site in particular 
um, after I had made my offerings and then we're all sleeping around the fire. I don't even remember what time it was in the middle of the night. I woke up and I could see the Pleiades above my head through the jungle, through an opening in the jungle. And then all of a sudden, it was as if the whole star, starry sky was moving towards me like like, uh, or I was moving towards it. I, I still, to this moment, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you which was which. And then I could see a rift, like a star, starry street, like stars um, in a kind of cluster open up like a vulva. And that's when she, it was like this dark void came through and started to talk to me and tell me all kinds of things and, and, and connect me with her and finally make that connection that she is the source, my source for, for everything and anything. And um, that my challenge would be to always, um, to not be distracted by the outside world, the world that seems to know more than me, that seems to be more uh, certified or more, you know, richer or more beautiful or whatever it is to move within and know that I have this, that we all do have this, this one-on-one -on -one connection with source and that not to be distracted by what others might want to do with my gifts, you know, just to turn within and she would always be able to set me right and keep me on my course. Oh, it was just incredible. So that, that's what I've been, that was the way she really pointed me to my um, service to help humans to, to discover this. And through this, they would lose their fear of death because then through her, you live forever. It's an eternal connection. It, it's a reminder that of what we really are, which is her pure love and, and, uh, when we manifest here out of her, out of spirit, we're, we're, uh, we're, cre we're creative. We're, we're just like, you know, she is. And we have that power and potential. And the only thing that'll ever hold us back is, is our, the idea that we are not connected to her, you know, that we're separate and autonomous. So, yeah, and that was, that was just, just incredible. So I, that's what got me to start to seek out um, how I would bring this forth versus just be available as a shaman, a death shaman. So I'm very practical in nature and I like it when I understand things and I'm, uh, I research even all my sound healing um, educational programs are really have a lot of science in it. And I, because I want to know that this isn't just, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, the languaging isn't just all new agey or whatever you want to call it. I want it to have a, a feeling of have some kind of foundation that people can, regular people can um, grasp and research and um, have something more to believe in. Um, versus just something nebulous like, oh, because she told me so, the divine came to me and, and gave me that message. Um, so this, this path then, I, 
I became um, a certified yoga education, um, educational provider and um, dived into um, the tantric path of um, the esoteric practices of death and dying through sound, through Nada Yoga. And it was just, everything just came together. All the sound, uh, I teach Sanskrit too. The Sanskrit just totally resonates with me. It reminds me of the language that I used to hear as a child. So I really have a, I love the way it um, feels in my body and in my spirit. So, so it all comes together, you know, the sound, the um, tantric practices of death and dying, and then all the practices, the dream yoga practices and everything that helps people while they're living um, prepare um, and actually experience, you know, um, what it's like to be in spirit and be energy and to have other lifetimes. And that's, that's how I got here, teaching people or helping people to, um, to learn shamanic practices so that they too can help others um, have a, a beautiful passing and um, more, and actually live a more, a fuller life, um, knowing that they're, they're not afraid any longer of transitioning from this world to the next best. I have goosebumps all over me just listening to what <laughs> you're talking about. That is so gorgeous. And I think what you're saying now is so very, very important to hear, especially in the current context, in the mm -hmm. paradigm of fear, fear of death, especially that we have been kind of thrust into for the past year or so. And what mm -hmm. you're saying is, is resonant. Yeah. Fear is very interesting that that is, it's definitely a mental construct and it's there for many good reasons. It keeps us from getting hurt. Um, that was its primitive value back in the day. You know, mm -hmm. it made us run faster away from, you know, great woolly mammoths or saber toothed tigers or whatever. And it also helps us to, um, stay present. Sometimes it can keep us very present and also remind us of what's most important. But in its, when it becomes chronic, when it's just day after day, it really will, um, it will cause a constriction. Mm -hmm. And when there's constriction, there is no flow. And when there's no flow, there's no life. So people, I can even see how languaging has changed even in uh, on the internet uh, around, especially since 2020, it's all about how to survive. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything's about surviving, but it really, for me, I, I still remind my students, it's, you know, bring people into a place of thriving, not surviving. Surviving, <laughs> no one's gonna survive. That's the whole reason why we're in this, we're in a physical form. It's, it's never going to last forever. But in this moment, we can thrive. And that's the thing, how to take advantage of every day as an opportunity to push forth a new blossom or a, another beautiful new leaf, you know, how to also, you know, have our roots deepen and keep connecting with the, you know, with nature. And that's the re really real. I mean, if you're going to, if you really want to, um, you know, be in the place of always knowing that you are loved and 
taken care of. Just take a walk outside. I mean, in nature, and there that's all for free. And we haven't, we don't owe Mother Earth. She never gives us a bill, you know. And this is our chance to really start to focus on where our life force in this world is coming from, and and it is her. Mm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Linda, I would love to pick your brain a little bit more around your work with sacred sounds and and music. Would you mind sharing a bit more about the sounds of the chakras and the other work you're doing with with toning and sounds? Okay. Um, Let me say, start off first, there's two sounds of the chakras for for me, for my path. One is um, in Sanskrit. So that one came later much later than the first one. The first one is, I'll call sounds of the chakras uh, via the great mother. <laughs> and it's a interest, uh, I'll try to keep it short so it doesn't run over too much. But um, my, uh, my first fast, yeah, I had a fast for all these pilgrimages and the fasting was 30 days. And it's, it was, it wasn't, uh, it was kind of rigorous. Um, there was no eating or drinking from midnight to noon and no salt and no washing. There was a lot of different things, no sex. And it was like by day three, I was like starting to go out of my mind. I was thinking I'm never going to be able to do this 30 day fast before pilgrimage. I'll never be able to have this shamanic path. And this was the Weechel one, the death, the death doula one, the singing shaman. So I had almost given up. I was really thinking I'm going to call the shaman and just say, hey, you know, you made a mistake. I'm not really, I'm not the person you think I am. I'm not made out for this kind of, this kind of uh, esoteric work and um, with all this fasting, et cetera. But, you know, I thought I'll just give it one more day and, um, And my shaman, when I had called him before and complained about things, you know, like, what am I doing between, you know, midnight and noon? I'm, I, I, I got to do something to keep myself focused here, you know, without no eating, no drinking. And he's, he just said something like, oh, you, you meditate, you pray in front of your altar, you meditate or something. And I didn't even have an altar. I didn't really meditate. Um, And I definitely, my prayers were, I didn't really know how to pray either. So um, remembering this, his advice that that didn't really make too much of a difference for me at the time, I sat down at around 8 a.m. and I had, you know, four hours to go before I could eat and then start work. And I'm sitting there and I'm closing my eyes and I'm trying to meditate and that's just impossible. My mind's going crazy. And, but I started to breathe. I think I had a couple of Kundalini classes. So I was trying to really start to learn how to, you know, get my breath to feed my guide. And all of a sudden I started to hear this weird, like low rumbling sound. And because I'm clairaudient, that's where my mind likes to at least uh, it's very interested in any sounds that come to me. So I'm listening, listening, and I hear this like oming sound. And so 
I that was the only mantra I think I ever knew. So I was oming with it at this low, the lowest pitch I could possibly do. And I'm oming away and listening to it. And, and I'm starting to feel better. And then all of a sudden the sound kind of fades away. And so I'm breathing and sitting there. And next thing I know, another sound comes and it's a little higher in pitch. And I start sounding that one. Now, this isn't Sanskrit. It's just these kind of sounds. I think the next one was like, uh, or va or something. I'm going like, uh, you know, just eyeing out. And it's, and I'm really getting into it and I'm eyeing and it's making me feel better. I'm kind of like thinking, well, this works, you know, I'll just, I don't think this is meditation, but I'll just keep making these sounds. So on and on this very interesting morning was kind of just percolating along with these sounds. And I went all the way up the pitch scale till I couldn't hear anything else. And then I was in this blissful state of just kind of sitting there waiting. What I thought I was doing was waiting for the next sound, but I kind of just went really far out. And then I started to relax back into and hear the sounds. They were a little softer and they're descending down and then it ends with the lowest one. And I'm just thinking, you know, after it ended, I'm thinking, wow, that was the most interesting sound download I've gotten in a long time. When my partner at the time knocks on the door and says, hey, it's noon, we can eat now. And here are four hours had gone by. I thought it was like 15 or 20 minutes. It was the craziest time uh, warp in my, you know, to date. I'll never forget it. It was just, it was stellar. So I remembered the sounds. I used them every day. And then at the end of the, after the pilgrimage, I approached the shaman because he had asked me to start working with them at healing camps. And I said, listen, I got these sounds. I don't know what they are, but I'd like to use them with with um, the the you know the part the healing participants, and so that began my this this um, really it was an instruction for me of how to help people to sound through these pitch modulated sounds through their body using their voice using their breath without any knowledge of what the sounds are because I didn't even know what chakras were at the time I just I, I had an idea they were something to do the sounds the way they moved up and down were something to do with the spine and then later I um, I read more on things and I thought well maybe this is something like chakras but what it did was it gave people who especially people who were terminal or had no there was no hope for them that's why they came to these these shamanic healing camps there was nothing left for them to do so they were doing shaman stuff they would move into these sounds and i mean people would have breakdowns and move emotion trauma would start to uh surface out um uh lots of healing took place sometimes people actually had spontaneous healing due to the fact that they were utilizing the sounds. And this was like around 2000, maybe in three or four that it really started to, you know, I was really developing it. And I, I started to understand or feel that I was getting a, a, an education in sound healing, how frequency and vibration could heal. And I still wasn't, you know, really thinking this is a shamanic thing. I really thought it was something that we innately had built into us, which 
that's what shamanism does. It helps to bring out what is naturally, what your, your connection to source, the, the gifts that were brought in with this world, how to use them for your own benefit to heal and to have the best life possible. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people still, I have a CD. All right. So I have a CD of, um, and this is the, and, and, and this is uh, something I'd like to offer to your listeners, if you'd like. Mm. I have a one track on this Sounds of the Chakra CDs, which is an instructional. It's a very, it's short. It just goes through the, the sounds and how the pitches are modulated and it's um it's an instructional um sound healing meditation so um people can learn the sounds and then they can try it at home if they'd like thank you so much that sounds amazing linda and if, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or find out more about the work that you do and the the death doula program that you also run how would they find you my website with the death doula program is called kamalakove.org and that's kamala kamala k-a-m-a-l-a and then cove c-o-v-e dot org mm -hmm. beautiful yeah and my music's on Bandcamp, including the sounds of the chakras um the original one the one that came through me that that day in 2000 that is Bandcamp, and they can just Google Linda Go Bandcamp, and they'll find me on there. Wonderful. Well, Linda, thank you so much. You've given us so much information here and so many fascinating stories and golden nuggets of, of wisdom that I am super grateful that you, you joined us on this podcast and grateful for your presence and all the sacred work that you're doing. Thank you. And, you know, Emmy, you're doing wonderful stuff too. I love, I love your web page with the, the podcasts. I've been listening to them. Really beautiful work. It's much needed in this world. So much appreciation to what you're doing too. And thanks for having me on the show. It's really been an honor and I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much, Linda. Now, everybody, let's just for a moment, focus our intention on this magical, beautiful energy that's being activated. And just imagine sending this energy to everybody, everywhere on our planet. So remember that we are all truly one. And that the more of us start connecting with our divine essence, with the great mother, and truly remember our soul purpose, the more quickly our planet will also ascend. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. <laughs>